My name is Michael Scott. Welcome to my world and prepare to be awakened. I'm Jamie, Jeff, Sean, and Chris, and welcome to episode 21. Today wow. we are talking about, finally, the Necromancer. Yay. There will be spoilers. Yes, there will be spoilers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this think? is not a spoiler-free episode. Warning, warning. <laughs> if you have not read the Necromancer... Um, we, we might even spoil things that aren't spoiler. Necromancer-related. We just might Plus. start spoiling stuff like know, Bruce Willis is dead, Rosebud is a side, Snape kills Dumbledore. You guys got anything else? Lost is over. Him. Yeah, yeah. Snape's a half blood prince. Um, Snape killed Locke on Lock. Was it? Snape killed Locke. What? That I was. I was. I was thinking about spoiling the book I just read, which you know. But yeah, that wouldn't be nice. There's a pyramid that's red. <laughs> Anyways, but anyway, we have lots to talk about. So, gonna... do we? We do. Mm, we have some news shots. We do. Um, the Necromancer has been out in the UK now for I don't know what ten days or so, ten, and ten uh, as part of that, the the release day of this, you know, August fifteenth is when you guys are all going to be listening to this, and uh, the spoiler ban is lifted. So go nuts. Uh, <laughs> Post about whatever the heck you want to talk about on the forum. Yeah. Um, Just try to keep it on topic. You know. Eh, right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feel whatever. free to spoil other stuff like we just did. And Jamie and I are going to point all of the rule breakers then to you two and, and tell Jules it's all your fault. <laughs> oh, we know what the best thing is? <laughs> Here's the best thing. No more post-moderation <laughs> for people who post spoilers. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys were terrible about this whole spoiler. <laughs> no one likes to follow Man. the rules. I don't know what it is. No one wanted to follow the rules on the whole spoiler issue. I but... think 90% of the population of the forum got that seven-day post-moderation. <laughs> I think you're right. I almost had to but... post-moderate myself. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I should have been on post-moderation, but I posted my stuff before all that, that hoopla happened. So, But anyway, you know, the book's been out... Um, you know, for about two weeks now, and hopefully you guys listening to this have, have already gotten through it and enjoyed it as much as we did. They were out with the new covers, so someone from the UK who's yes. listening has got to let us know what they look like in person. Yeah, yeah. Give Just us seeing the images really never gives covers justice. So, yeah, if anybody has these covers, uh, shoot us an email about it. What do you, what do you think? And, you know, I, I hear that... The printed version of these covers are really bright and vibrant and eye-catching and may not be as, as bad as, you know, everyone we, we were all thinking it was going to be with, with the, the, the covers. I, I don't know. I don't have one. I, I don't really plan on sending off to the U.K. to get some. <laughs> but, I wasn't over there in time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was yeah, over, in, I was over in Scotland yeah. for the last two weeks of July, but you know, speaking – yes yeah, speaking of the uh, the necromancer being out in the UK 
you guys over there get a, a little bit of a treat in you know the aspect of the first three books that they are re-releasing with the new covers. In the back of those books, there's a couple extra pages in there that uh, us in the U.S. do not have. And um, it's actually ex- excerpts from the files of Machiavelli. So that's that's an incentive to uh yeah, it's an incentive to go out there and uh and, and, and you know pick those up to uh look in the back and see what Machiavelli has to say in some of his files. Very interesting. All right, more news. Uh yeah. The uh I'm sure I don't know how you know many of you read the Death of Joan of Arc sort of mini side story that uh Michael was generous enough to have a, let us post exclusively for our forum members, it was released at Christmas time, and then it was released just before the U.S. release of the Necromancer for a, a, a week or two at, at a time. Well, Random House decided they were going to publish it as an ebook, and it is going to cost ninety nine cents for the ebook. Steal, as um, yeah. absolute steal. Yep. So, uh, and for those of you in the U.K., that's only about sixty cents. Um, yeah yeah i mean how cool is that guys i mean think about it we got you you the the viewers and listeners and you know fans of uh flamels and more portal got to read this story before it was even published i mean it was just a gift for you know for the forum members and uh now it's you know it's an it's an actual book well i mean it's not a print book but you know you never know what's going to happen it may it is it, may, it is uh it's probably you know what you know what i'm guessing i'm i'm guessing that it may end up being included in the uh the second codex perhaps um you know which i don't know we talked about that last last um episode or not that they were releasing the uh box set of the first um half of the series the first three books the alchemist the magician and the sorceress in a, uh, a box set and they're calling it the first codex so and obviously there'll be you know a second codex with the next three books, but <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll um, maybe they'll decide to print, put it in print and uh, include it in that next set, which would be pretty cool, I think. That is August twenty fourth, and it's only yep. going to be available for a week. Well, I, I don't so know. They say. I mean, so they yeah, say. so they say. Right um, as I of think, now, I think Jules uh, has posted on the forum that it was. I thought she said two weeks. It's going to okay. be available for two weeks. It's still. It's only going to be available for a limited time. So limited time. Yeah, I couldn't confirm that. I, I I looked all over Random House's site and and online and stuff, and I couldn't confirm anywhere the time frame besides what. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, if you know Michael told Jules it's going to be available for two weeks, I'm sure that. It probably will be, but you know I couldn't get any um, confirmation on that. But limited time, so if you guys want to want to get this ebook, it's only ninety nine cents. I mean, you know that's less than a song on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you need to not delay on that. And, and you uh, can get it in just about stuff. any format. I mean, if you've got an e reader, you can get it to there. I mean, you can also get it just as a regular PDF. Mostly. Right. I mean, that's what ebooks are, essentially. Basically. Yeah. Basically. And uh, another news story, I know we've got a lot more people over the last you know, few months joining that weren't around last year, but um, if you've been listening to the backlog episodes and everything, you'll remember that uh, last September we had done the Oracle Awards, which were you know, kind of our version of the Oscars, as it were, where we had 
the fans voted on you know their favorite scenes and characters and uh, all that jazz. And uh, well, we're doing it again this year. Uh, Yay! We've got similar categories, some new ones. We changed up some of the choices, and those are all available now for for voting. Um, voting is only going to be open for a few weeks, so vote early. And uh, those are available. You can head over to the uh, main page, and you'll see the link there. Probably going to be yeah, there's, there's a link on the podcast page and everything else too. So you can you know link over to there and follow just the prompts for the polls. Um, if you voted last year, it's going to be basically the exact same. It's the exact same system there, so you should be used to that. But just a series of polls, voting for your best uh, favorite yeah. favorite pieces, and we'll let you know in our next month. Yeah. And we'll have uh, we'll have basically our our awards show you know, next month, and uh, we usually have a good time with that with uh, you know special sponsors and and things like that. So um, should be a good time. That's a don't miss episode. And if you haven't followed, if you haven't done you know the all the backlogs yet, I suggest giving that one a listen for you know next month's episode, just so you kind of you can know what to expect and what goes into it and everything like that. And that might help you uh, base your votes off of last year's choices and see if you agreed with them or not. It yep. was episode 10. Uh, it was the 2009 Oracle Awards. So give that one a listen as well after you finish this one. Cool. That just about covers all the news, I think. Emails. First email is from... It's from Hey Guys. What's that? Yeah, first email is from Stephanie. She doesn't tell us where she's emailing from or anything, but she says, Hey guys, okay, so here are some things that I thought were interesting about Necromancer. Spoiler alert. (laughs) You think? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Descent being of sulfur slash rotten eggs is the same smell as one of the Elder's home realm. I'm pretty sure I read this in the book, but I can't remember what page. Yeah, that's not really their anyone's home. That's the um, the, the crossroads. Shebulba, actually. Shebulba. She's bulbous. Shebulba. <laughs> Glad you guys attempted to say that. I wasn't even going to try. <laughs> yeah. um, I've, I've actually got it's the crossroads realm. Yeah, the crossroads. It's not really anyone's home. It's not really anyone's shadow realm. It's like just a gateway between different shadow realms. But she's right. I mean, that's why he chose the because he's one of the only humani that's ever seen it that's ever ever been there yeah yep Yep. uh next one she says is aunt agnes noticing the smell of oranges i don't think michael scott would have mentioned this just because it's important and that leads to the question who really is aunt agnes yeah i mean that's a good point i mean we're, we're all throwing around you know speculations about just you know who aunt agnes is but the fact of her smelling oranges i mean you know, Josh is upstairs playing with the the codex at the time, and uh, he says, you know, there's the scent. Of, he he smells the scent of oranges in the air. So, you know, that could have flared it up. And you, you don't have to be awakened or whatever to smell, you know, aura smells because back in the Alchemist, uh, in the bookshop when Dee and Flamel were fighting, you know, Josh smelled the uh, sulfur mint mix. So that was a good point. Yeah, you may okay. say that for you. No. Okay. What's a codal? Uh, close enough. Close enough. Well, and <laughs> you know what? Deal with it. It's <laughs> a bird thingy, whatever. He is the god of both death and resurrection. 
And then in parenthesis, or I guess this is just then Necromancer, maybe. I don't know. A couple of questions with that. I don't know. I thought he was one of the, I thought he was amusing, if nothing else. When, oh, that when was, I got yeah, him. That was He's a an overgrown yeah. child. He is. Absolutely. He's a little, little baby, isn't he? And, and it's just like, awesome get away the way, from my tail. <laughs> it's, it's awesome the way Machiavelli just like plays him like a fiddle. It's it's pretty, pretty entertaining actually. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Then Ify is ten thousand years old, and Scatty is twenty five seventeen because of time travel. Right. That has to explain it. Stop. Don't don't go to the time travel. <laughs> okay. Wait. Yeah. Now. We'll talk about that later. We'll, we'll cover the, yeah, we'll cover that later. <laughs> My brain will explode before I even finish reading the email. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, Ock yeah, now this one. Like Akhenaten. Akhenaten. Yeah. Akhenaten. Well, there's yeah. no H. The N is after the H. Akhenaten. 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 It's silent. Akhenaten. Or Aten, because he was the same guy. A10. Aten, Aten, Aten. That's why Aten is in his name. Like I said, he renamed I, himself. His his original name was uh, Amahotep the Third. All right, well that guy, Aken Pharaoh, whatever. Aken Pharaoh, whatever. My abbreviations are going to become Q and A for those. Two. Okay. Q and A. <laughs> That's an okay, gotcha. Get it done now. It's a good Q and A list. Q and A. A is Machiavelli's master. He is the father of King Tut. Important is this going anywhere? Again, I don't know. Probably. Tut's Probably. been mentioned. He's the last. He's the only other person that we've officially been told has a gold aura. Not true anymore. And he's been mentioned a couple of times, right? Throughout the, yeah. the um, different... No, that, there were other people. Not... Well, Arthur may have had a gold aura, assuming he was the one. No, there's a it list. It says they, in the Necromancer. They get a whole list. Yeah, yeah, they give us a list of like five people. Oh, that's right. Um, Prometheus See, gives us a list of like five. Even, even um, Abraham himself had a gold it's like aura. Abraham so. and Midas and I don't know. Yep, Midas. A couple of other. Uh, I think Arthur has one too, but we'll get into that later too. Well, and, I, just, uh, I just think, I mean, they've mentioned King Tut a couple of times in a yeah. couple of different contexts, and so – Right, I, I would. I got to imagine he's going to come up at some point as being more than just a name drop. So, yeah, so yeah, think. yeah, absolutely. Okay, next, Palamedes' master is the Green Man, but we still don't know why he's cursed unless I missed it. Well, if no. Stephanie missed it, I missed it too. So, I mean, yeah, no. the, the the Green Man doesn't really like anybody. No, no, I don't so. think he does. The meanie Green Man. Oh, okay. Well, One of my favorite scenes in the entire book was that, though. He was definitely punishing Palamedes, you know, when he made him immortal and stuff. So, um, you know, we we don't know what he did to deserve that yet. All right, next point in the email: Patty, Willie, Scatty, Joan, and Jermaine must go back in time to make sure that Danutellus falls, so life as we know it occurs. This is giving me a time travel paradox headache. See, I'm not the only one. <laughs> uh, kind of reminds me of the Back to the Future movies. What a big time traveling mess! I agree. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much, I'm gonna run off and bang my head into the wall the more time travel comes up. But okay, and then um, always good job on the show. Can't wait for the next podcast. Excellent, yay, go us! Oh. <laughs> and that's from Stephanie. Next Another email. email is from Patrick, and he says, "I thought that your latest show was awesome, and that song y'all sang was great, and I laughed so hard everyone around me looked at me like I was insane." <laughs> Glad you liked it. Yeah. 
I hope you all will continue to do your best to bring us more great episodes. Thanks, and I'll be listening. I'm just going to phone it in from now on. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm going to say, you know what? Thanks a lot. I wasn't on the last one. Best. <laughs> Big raspberry to you guys. <laughs> but technically, I wasn't on it either. I was on, like, for the first half, not even the first half of the show. I was there for the song and emails. Rachel carried us. That well, was what, I was, I was where? Machu Picchu? <laughs> I didn't see you come join You're me. You're always in Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. No, no, no. I was in Hawaii first for a while. Machu Picchu. <laughs> I think you were just. I think you were just playing around. You you jumped the leg gate in Hawaii to go to Machu Picchu. That's right. Yeah. Machu Picchu. You found me out. <laughs> exactly. So speaking of uh, other things, I did see Dunscaith while I was over in Scotland. Oh what? yeah. I saw Scaddy's Castle. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah. Clearly that wasn't. Have you seen the um, – and, and now obviously it's just a, a heap of rubble. It always was. They don't well, know why it's a ruin. That's part of the legend. Well, yeah, that's kind of the thing. I mean they they've don't got know why it's a ruin. Artists, they've got artist renditions of what it should have or was going to look like. Like they know most of the ruins of the castles. This is sort of a tangent here, but – most of the castles that are on, like, the ocean or on one of the locks like that mm-hmm. are ruins because of during, like, the Norman invasions. Right. During Even in a lot of them, a lot of them that are ruins now are from World War II because they were still used as strongholds. Right. Um, and it's just forts, really, not castles so much. But they were mm-hmm. all destroyed then. But, like, record speaking, Dunscaith has always been a ruin. And Kuchelane, or however you say well, it. Well, it wasn't Kuh- always a ruin. Kuchelane. Kuh- whatever his name is, yeah. The second sea is silent. He, there's one of the, I guess the more popular one that's sort of through the island, like the Isle of Skye, which is where the, the castle is. Um, the one that I saw the most while I was there was that he actually stormed the castle against Skatok. Oh yeah, and his That's... army destroyed it, right? Which What's is that good. Quote I mean... about storming the castles. <laughs> it could be uh... storming the castle. <laughs> That's right, Princess Bride. Uh, so I thought that was actually rather interesting. Um, you think it'll work? It'll take America. <laughs> so that's my thank you, Billy Crystal. Story. <laughs> it's really it's nothing but a pile of rocks and a bridge. Yeah. Now I've seen I've seen the um artist renditions of what they think that it you know did look like and it just kind of looked like you know castle there with a little bridge crossing over to it but um I mean that works out very well for you know being put in the aspects of this story you know you know being destroyed by the you know battle between Scatty and Aoife maybe or maybe we'll hear about it in the warlock or the enchantress it's possible. Yep. So I, I did see a key point, a key part of the book, sort of. Cool. It's not really mentioned in this in the book at all, but yeah, it is Skatok's mythical castle. Anyways, um, so we had a poll. We did. We did, and, we did. Um, and I don't know if it was just because the fact that it was spoiler related and everything like that it wasn't really spoiler. It was just how accurate were you in your predictions? Um, it was actually one of our lowest poll turnouts in a while. Yeah, as far I was surprised at that. Books, I was surprised. Um, but it was uh, – most people got a few right. Um, that was kind of the prevailing – You know, people might have lied. 
Uh, <laughs> right. I wasn't even close. Came in second. <laughs> uh, mostly right, and just like Dora, only a couple people. I want to know who the two people are that said just like Dora because we need to talk about some lottery numbers. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm about as close to Dora as there's there's going to come with my predictions. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those we'll are our, our poll results. Uh, I think I got it. I was Jamie. I think we you and I should finish this without the boys at this point. <laughs> <laughs> because really, if this is the way they're gonna be, <laughs> come on! Hey, I wasn't I wasn't here for this one, this episode on the sorcerers, and you guys literally picked on me the entire time <laughs> to, to hide your own I think uh, I was... shortcomings in the predictions. So, for for, for me, I, I think I was about I definitely yeah. deserve this. <laughs> well, they say um, personally, I think I was about fifty fifty, but I got some big things right. But we'll get into what we. You know, we'll get into making fun of each other and boasting later. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll sit here and listen to Sean argue about, you know, it, it doesn't matter how many. It matters which ones you got right. So, That's right. Yeah. It's not about okay. quantity. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> we had a QOM this month, like we do every month. Um, yes. We did? Really? We do. Wow. We had some answers to it and everything. Sweet. And moving on. So let's go on to our discussion. About... <laughs> oh, do you guys want to know what the QOM was? Absolutely. That's what we're here for. Who is your favorite new character from the Necromancer and why? Um, uh, your responses had to be at least 250 pages. Double space. At least. Or yeah, you weren't accepted. Size 8 font. You, you guys better go take yeah. a bathroom break because we're going to read these 250 page responses. Yeah. This is going to be literally, we're going for a record of the longest podcast in history. So. Seven hours. Yeah. But, it's going to be so long, we're taking intermission in the middle. Let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> Anyways. I'll go to the por- go to the portal. Let's all go to the portal and get ourselves some news. Yeah. Shoot me now. <laughs> so anyway. That- oh my god. So um QM, who was your favorite new character from the Necromancer and why? Now we had some call in results on this, right? Yes we did. Cool. Let's hear them. Come on, Jimmy. What's up? Play. 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 Hello. Go. This is Min calling in uh, to answer the question of the month. As you might be able to tell by accent. <laughs> of course, I'm calling in to nominate uh, Niten as the best new character in the answer. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm um, just a quick call in, voting for Niten because he is awesome. I mean, guy is able to beat Scatty and Aoife and stuff. And he has a boathouse. Rock on, fuzz out. <laughs> <laughs> the boathouse really sold sold me too on him. Absolutely, yeah. And 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 you know, in the middle of all of this that's going on, he's he's scraping paint off so he can paint it. <laughs> I'm like, what is he doing? I'm surprised he wasn't using like his katana to scrape the paint off. The, just bored. Just bored. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets out one of those, um, you know, those big brushes like in uh, um, uh, Hero. The the martial arts movie hero, the big brushes where the the movie's all about, you know, making a new uh symbol or something. He gets one of those big brushes out to paint it. All I'm thinking is wax on, wax off while you're saying that. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was reminded of uh of Highlander because in the series Duncan McLeod lives on a, a houseboat. Oh, that's right. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. In Fra- he's in, in Paris at the time, but That's cool. Yeah, he yeah. He, he lives on a barge. On on yeah. the sign scene, saying I remember that now. Remember. On the scene, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Cool. Anyways, 
Set another uh, another call. We have another one. Two. Two. Hey, podcasters. Uh, I'm Richard, and you might know me as Mr. Precise on the forums. So, anyways, I was listening to your twentieth podcast, and I realized that you had two answering machine calls last podcast. And I thought if I called, maybe you get three. So, anyways, I called, and well, here I am. Well, last podcast, I really liked Fuzzbin's Jeff, I think, accent, and it was really enjoyable. But about the plastic thing, if elders are allergic to all types of made products, wouldn't they be allergic to carbon fiber too? Anyways, I love the podcast and keep up the great work. And I'm really glad that we can finally talk about the Necromancer now. Answering the question of the month,、uh, my favorite new character from the Necromancer will probably be Tamas, because he was interesting and the way he was like bullied into doing things, it seemed almost as if he was afraid of Shakespeare and Saint Germain. Well, my opinions on the book, I think it's probably because I, I expected way too much from it. I was expecting it to be. More action, and with lots more fights inside it than this more、uh, informative background type of book. Anyways, I suppose it was either Jeff or Sean who said it, but they were right. It was more historical fiction. And about the hook-handed man Marathu, I found this passage on page three hundred and sixty-three of the Necromancer. Vague, frightening thoughts had started to crowd at the back of Josh's head. Images of snake-headed monsters wearing a skirt of writhing serpents, leading a monstrous army across the muddy battlefield, and facing her, the figure of a hooded man, who had a hook in the place of his left hand, and alongside him, a red-haired, pale-skinned female warrior. So I'm going to assume that those two knew each other, and see, it just supports my theory of the original twins being him, and it also kind of supports my theory of all it being Josh, because they were standing beside Coat Lequeu. So my point is that I think that just supports the fact that the hooded man was the original twin. So that's it. Keep up the great work.、Uh, keep recording the podcasts, and hopefully, I'll be back next month. Bye. That was very long, very well thought out. Thank you so much for for calling in. Yeah. Although yeah, we still was... only had two. Yeah,、correct. we only had two, unfortunately. That might have counted as three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Lengthwise, I mean, it could have took up for three, but yeah. Thanks for the call in, though.、Um, yeah, we appreciate it, and、uh, I think we'll get into some of the theories you brought up later、It's、on. Nice hearing from new people. Yeah, and、uh, we'll we'll cover some of those theories and and what we've what we've got to talk about anyway. So thanks for the call. Next response.、Uh, this was a, a you know emailed in response from、uh, Silver Twin from、uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. And、uh, her response, I think her、uh, was, after the Necromancer, I gained a new respect for Saint Germain and Shakespeare. 
they now join my old older favorites, Nick and Perry, Scatty, the twins, and Dora. So basically everyone in the book. Everyone, in the book. <laughs> <laughs> everyone on the good side. <laughs> I agree, though. That that scene with Tam is, was like my favorite scene in the book because St. Germain and Shakespeare were pretty awesome in that scene. I would have liked to have seen the um, uh, Shakespeare threatening uh, Temu's to um, to to send him and Pally with Saint Germain though we didn't get to see that I would have liked to have seen that. But yeah, I mean Saint Germain's been my favorite character since we met him, and that just totally like, exemplified him for me. Yeah, that wasn't yeah, the right not, word, but whatever. He's not playing around, is he? <laughs> Dude took his wife. I did. Yeah, he did. So uh, our next one is uh, from Sarah or Sarah one one. Sarah, Sarah the one number one. one, and then the word one. So Sarah yeah. one one um, from North Carolina. And she says Virginia Dare because she's a local legend. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, she, she was from North Carolina. Carolina so. Yeah. And there's some very interesting uh, backstory. There's not a uh, tremendous amount of it about her uh, in the book, but, you know, the village she was at and everything, you can research that. It's, it's a pretty good read to uh, check up. Let's take the next response, which was from Kelly in Toronto, and she says, Ify. Ifa. Ifa. Ify. Ify. Sorry. <laughs> Thinking work. MSCI Ify index. No, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sorry. Well, she didn't give us a why, but yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's going to be a pretty common, uh, you know, favorite new character. And we, and it might be because of everybody else's favorite character. Maybe. Just... Just <laughs> a little teaser for what what's to come. Possibly. <laughs> Who is everybody else's favorite character? We got one more response. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is why, Jamie, I said you and I should finish. Our next response is from Patrick, or Trick on the forum. Uh, same person, I think, that emailed in. They are from Texas, and common uh, supporter of the show yeah and uh their response yep. is hard question really but i think it would have to be either prometheus or temus so going with the elders yeah interesting yeah. we got different answers from everybody yep. yeah we did we got yeah. a knight in on the phone call well we got we got tamas on the phone call yeah then we got yeah. uh saint germain and shakespeare yeah interestingly enough the way that was put you know virginia dare Efa, prometheus we've got pretty much every new character covered I think so yep did you guys catch the pied piper reference yes, I did. by virginia dare okay just checking yeah got, got a one of the songs on her flute from uh i forget how she says it in the thing but she's basically talking about the pied piper yeah. and it, it, so what were uh what were uh, your guys's favorite character new character i think i'd have to say knight and knitten Niten? It's Niten. 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 The swords. Niten. Yeah. The swords. His attitude was just. Yeah, he's kind of a laid back guy, isn't he? He just didn't care. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of laid back and chilled and, yeah, paint his boat. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Chris, who'd you say? Same thing. Uh, I just said Musashi because, quite frankly, when I, read, when I read it, and when I realized that's who it was with the the reveal, I literally like I was sitting at lunch from work, and I was sitting in a salad works place, and I was by myself, and I literally like went, <laughs> and everybody <laughs> who was anywhere near me turned and looked and was like, "Is she okay?" Um, uh, it sounds like you've done some research there on uh, Musashi. 
I have done a lot of research and I have read, I've probably read a dozen books on him, including, cool. including one very famous book that details all of his, his escapades and who he is. And so I, Michael did a very good job at capturing what I think are the funnest parts of what his real life, what the real life character Right. Was like, and and yeah. if he were actually still alive today, I could totally see him behaving the way Michael describes him behaving. So I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Very good. We will definitely have yeah. to talk more about him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he's a very interesting character. I don't know that he's my favorite new character, but I'm I'm gonna have to go a totally different direction and go with uh, Marethu. I don't think uh, he's a new character. He's 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 we never seen him. Before, First time we so met him, I don't think, I, I think no. See, I I think we have. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Marathew. Okay. Well, my favorite was Virginia Dare. Yeah. I I just thought she was a lot of fun, and I really identified with her. I should say. Wanna, lack of wanna, wanting to get involved right. in things. You, right. So, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm all about Switzerland, so, that, you know. <laughs> well, and the fact that she you know, killed her, or she brought about the death of her elder master so that the she could... The only one that's known. The only one that's known is done is, show, well, that we know of. <laughs> that, um... You know, so the, that that she could be, you know, retain her her immortality, and not you know, uh, worry about it. Yeah, not have to, uh, you know, listen to anyone's uh, anyone's instructions or anything anymore. I think so. she's a she. She was right. She's on a very time. complex character, and I think we've just barely scratched the surface when it comes to her. I'm really interested in her and Dee's relationship yeah. because they seem. You know, when they meet early on, they meet, you know, when we first see her, they're really kind of acquaintances. But then we find out through the, you know, the rest of the book that they were, they were, you know, very involved with each other to the point of, of almost getting married. And, you know, that's a side, first of all, the side of D that, you know, we've not really, you know, been exposed to. You know, he's kind of disconnected himself from the the human race and, you know, and that kind of emotions. And, you know, to have her come in and almost show a weakness to D, you know, almost show a weakness on, uh, to his, to, to him, uh, that, you know, besides obviously his arrogance, but I think that her coming in and, and playing the role that she did is, was, was actually really, uh, going to be an integral part to, uh, to D's, uh, character now. I think so. Yeah, I, I, I did. I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed her appearance. But uh, general general thoughts about the books, about the book. Guys. Um, I liked it. I think I liked the sorceress better. Yeah. I, would, I think yeah. I agree with uh, you, Sean. I think the sorceress is still my favorite book. It wasn't quite yeah. what I expected. I think I expected yeah. far more running and action, you know, things where, See, you know, they were going to be running from things and, you know... And it was a lot more background. And not to say that I didn't like it because I loved it. Like, I loved giving all that information and it's still boggling See, around fully, in my head. But, yeah. 
uh, on, mm-hmm. on a, like a, I have it a, a different ways. I was fully expecting. I mean, I I called it. That's one of the predictions I got right. Is that this book was going to be a lot more information and set up for the last two books than it was really going to be action. I mean, certainly things yeah. happened. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. a lot yeah. happened in the book, but there wasn't a lot of a lot happened, but there wasn't a lot of action. Exactly. But I think I was expecting to get more information. Or I should say I was expecting to get different information. <laughs> I was going to say, I, was like, I don't know how you get more information. Yeah. I was expecting different information. Well, you know, I remember, Sean, I remember in the predictions, I remember you and I having the conversation about why this book was going to be, uh, you know, kind of a, a more of an information giver. You know, we, we, we talked about how much backstory was was given in The Alchemist. And you know that's kind of a, a, a lot of uh, first time you know people picking up the series. A lot of the complaints I hear is that you know they 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 feel like there's too much story being in the first book, and um, you know that's kind of the build up of of the 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 first part of the series. You know we've got mm-hmm. these you know two two trilogies basically. So that's how you know we were, I remember we were talking rationalizing that. Um, the necromancer would be a lot of story building to kind of you know set the pace and the tone for the warlock and the enchantress to you know finish out the series, but, kind of like the start of the second yeah. trilogy. I mean, you need you need that build up and that backstory build up to uh, to be able to play off of you know in the, in the next two books. And I expected that, See, you know but I ex- also expected there to be because there was so much going on already. I expected some more of that to come into play, and we didn't quite get there yet. Right. I, see, I thought I saw it a little bit differently. I thought there was actually an awful lot of action in it. It was just a different type of action. It was. That's, you're right. I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on. Um, because if you weren't paying yep, attention, but, yeah. you know, you would you would very easily miss an event that led to you mm-hmm. getting the information. And so I thought it just it wasn't the fireworks that we had with the Eiffel Tower. Or the you know the the gargoyles throwing rocks at you, but it was still there was still actually a lot of action, a lot of moving from place to place. There was, yeah. And you I think and you got to remember like too, the shortest amount of time. You got, yeah, you got to remember too. We're talking like like two days, if that, less than two days span in this book uh, across the whole you know the necromancer. I think there's only one. You know, we start out obviously with with the day book giving. Um, you know the the date and everything, and then we you know we get another date change. I think we only have one other date change in the book, so we're only talking you know two days time here. Mm-hmm. Well, plus um, let's you know remember we've got now we don't just have really five characters that we had. Really, when you think about it, there were five characters to the first book, right? right. And right. then what seven or eight to the second book, maybe ten to the to the third and or eleven, and now you've got. I don't know, sixteen, eighteen, and we also had that you you're flipping. Yeah, back you and started. Chapter, you started with five characters. Now you have five stories. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a lot you of can't have a information, page. but you know, it wasn't like they were all just sitting around either. No, no. I mean, you know, there was there, no, there was like I was there wasn't a lot of I, when I say action, you know, I'm thinking like action movie genre type action, mm-hmm. and. Certainly, you're talking about like why fight said, that, that's why I said a lot a lot happened in the book but there wasn't a lot of action well i mean yeah you're right i mean we, we, you know we've got 
the whole uh, uh, mother of the gods issue, you know, that whole thing going on. I mean, there was the, there's there's action there, but you know, you're right, you got a different kind of action from what the the fast paced, you know, like we, when we left the sorceress, you know, we just had this huge, you know, battle with the wild hunt and everything, and and D right there and fighting, you know, and D didn't really do any fighting against Mel or any of the group in this. You know, I mean, the obviously, you know, the chance wasn't there, but you know, he just kind of got up and left uh, with Josh instead of instead of fighting uh, Natan and and Sophie. So, you know, you've got you just got a different kind of action from what was in the Sorceress. Yeah. the The only other thing I'll say is, you know, the one the one place I felt a little bit disappointed was, you know, you look at the title, the Necromancer, and we've seen necromancy in in the other books, and so you've got an idea as to what it's, what it is, and it takes an awful long time before you get there, and you don't get a whole lot of it. And I wasn't so even like, sure it was necromancy. I, I was, was I like, what did I miss? Yeah, I would argue that there wasn't any. And you know, I think, I think that there's something to that in, in the fact that, yeah, I mean, technically, um, the mother of the gods, you know, she wasn't dead. Uh, I mean, technically, she wasn't dead. She wasn't being raised from the dead. She was she was locked in a uh, shadow realm, and you know, just needed to be the doorway opened um, well, to get but, her out. So, if you if you go with that though, and say that that wasn't really necromancy, then then do we really know who the necromancer actually was? No, I don't. Because I don't think we do. I don't think we do. I think you can argue. I, for yeah, you could argue. After I finished the book, I was I was thinking, oh yeah, that was yeah, Josh. You know, he's he's gonna be the necromancer because D was taking him to teach him necromancy. Technically, didn't really do it. Yada yada yada. But you know, I I don't know that we do now. I don't know that that that's as, as an easy pick as that. Yeah, well, and I was right away Josh, scratching Josh. my head, going, yeah. "What did I miss? Like, well, where did right. where where was it? What did I miss? Who who like?" And <laughs> I I thought for a second, who it who was it? How yeah. did I miss that? Well, and you could yeah. argue that, you know, necromancy is the act of summoning the dead. So kind of the act of summoning Cotolacu or... But she wasn't dead. She wasn't dead, but though. It, that was the thing. But that it's more... Was... That necromancy isn't just about dead. Maybe well, it's about summoning. I, I understand that. Like dead. <clears throat> sure. And I, you could, I, I agree. You could argue that. I, but, I, but I agree with you. He was we're, never taught. He, we're still yeah, kind of... We're still kind of left hanging as to well, who is the necromancer? Is it Josh? Is it not Josh? You know, so. Well, yeah, like I said, I mean, he's never taught technically. You know, D didn't teach him necromancy. He just, you know, <laughs> said all you have to do is call her name. I mean, he, he, he didn't kinda... actually do anything with him for you know, like real necromancy. You know, kind of duped him. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, he told him he was going to teach him, but he wasn't really. He was just having his aura open a portal. You know, using the swords because you know he knew that. The swords um, could legate from you know, his office to to the uh, to the shadow realm that Coatlicue um, was uh, held captive in. So I, I don't know. I, I think I think it may actually the the whole thing with the secrecy of who the necromancer is kind of plays more into it now because you know we didn't we, we knew who. The the sorceress was that wasn't you know he you know, Michael came straight out and told us that it was it was Perry before the book came out and you know we really wasn't doing this you know the whole uh, uh, this whole website uh, podcast thing you know before the magician came out but um, if asked who the magician was he probably would have you know said who it was 
So the whole thing with uh, hiding who the necromancer is, you know, kind of gives a little credence to the fact that I don't think I still don't think we know who it is. Well, and you know what? I actually just found the the quote that was na- or the section that was nagging at me about it. That so when Josh and Dee are talking about it, Josh says, "What's this magic called, and why are we clearing the floor?" I'm going to make you a necromancer, Josh. D smiled. Normally, it would take decades to train you, but there is someone who can grant you this gift instantaneously. All you have right. to do is summon her. And so, right. he's n- he's not even really saying you're going to use no. necromancy. You're going to use necromancy. You're uh-huh. going to summon someone who then later will teach it to you. Right. It's, but exactly. Then again, he's so. lying to Josh. So who's to say he's not lying about? you know, what he's having Josh do as to what it actually is. So it's kind of, you kind of have to decide how much of what he's saying do you believe versus. Well, I mean, we you also have to look at what he's actually doing. I mean, that's essentially what D told him right there was what played out and happened. I mean, all he had to do was call her name and, you know, he summoned her technically. But um, Chris, can you look real quick at um, D doing what he did to Hecate's uh, melted remains on Excalibur in Alchemist and see if he did any kind of, kind of spell or did anything uh, yeah. specifically. Yeah. Look at that real quick just to see what his – what technically – you know, I, I know it's a different Alchemist. kind of, of necromancy, but you know, if there is a spell involved, um, that would really you know, kind of – kind of cinch it up that Josh didn't perform necromancy. But, you know, I, I agree that you can, you can argue from, from all sides on, yeah. on what happened because I don't think we know what happened, and I think that was kind of the point, in my opinion. Yeah. He wants us to still be guessing about what actually happened. It just seems a little interesting with, you know, the necromancer not having any in it. I think that was one of the other reasons why I'm putting Sorceress on top. Right. Uh, it's just, you know, I... Those expectations that came with a book called The Necromancer. Sure. I, <laughs> I think there's um, something to it, it. We just haven't gotten the full. It hasn't come full circle yet. So we haven't seen the uh, full yeah. circle. Yeah. Like yeah, maybe exactly. something will be revealed in the Warlock that will give insight to The Necromancer. Right. Type yeah. Exactly. Um, hey, hey, Chris. Yeah, sorry. I'm still, I'm still I think looking. In that part, right before he. He does that. Yeah, there you go. Necromancy, D whispered. I'm going to talk to the dead goddess. Yeah, here we go. She spent so many millennia here. That's a part of her. I'm wagering her consciousness remains alive and attached to this place. He reached out and touched the handle of the sword. The black stone glowed yellow, and the carved snakes around the hilt came briefly alive, hissing furiously, tongues flickering before they solidified once again. As the ice melted, the liquid ran over the black stone, covering it in a thin, oily sheen. Now we shall see. Now we shall see what we shall see. He muttered. Okay, the water on the blade began to bubble and pop, sizzling and crackling, and a face appeared in each bubble. Hecate's face. It kept flickering through her three guises, only the eyes butter-colored and hateful remaining the same as she glared at him. Talk to me, Dee shouted. I command you. Why did Flamel come here? Hmm. So we'll never really use the sword. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's almost like the necromancy is linked to So I wonder... Scallop. He doesn't yeah. bring her alive, he simply talks to her. actually performing the spell at the end of the necromancer. Because he was, he, was he was just going to feed no. Josh to Coetlicue. Yeah, 
Uh, well, what he was doing with the swords. Well, hang on. He Speaking does say, I'm, I'm going to interrupt because a little bit later. So Bastet actually reaches out to touch the sword while he's still doing this. Um, mm-hmm. The cat goddess reached out for the blade, but Dee caught her hand in his. It was like grasping a lion's paw and her retracted claws suddenly appeared dangerously close to his fingers. Please don't touch the blade. This is a delicate spell. There is time for perhaps one or two more questions, he added, nodding toward the western horizon, to where the edges of the earth were crumbling, blowing away like a multicolored dust. So he at least says... It was a spell. It was a spell. See, because what he was doing with the swords at um, you know, Enoch Enterprises when he was you know, summoning um, Kualikyu, summoning her, or he was, he was literally using the swords to create a legate to her shadow realm. And that opened up, you know, you you see from her eyes the lights, the pinhole light opening up, the yeah. um, the four collars of the swords, and she starts climbing towards it and climbing towards it, and then she climbs through. So basically, she went through the legate. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't, you know, the, in my opinion, there there was no necromancy going on there or uh, a spell being cast. The only spell was being cast was on Josh when he um, he, seeing a he saw a beautiful girl and. Possibly on the whole, you know, containment of of Coatlicue with the uh, the orientation of the swords in 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 the in the, the the square pattern there. But you know, also of interest to say, um, uh, a lot of the series through the series, you know, when we see Excalibur uh, for through the first three books, it's always described as you know like having a blue a, a blue glow to it or blue collar. But then all of a sudden in the Necromancer, it's it's got a white. No, it's got um, both. Oh, it's a blue white. Well, uh, in yeah, I, there, in in the part where there's two parts. Once he gets to the um, Enoch uh, Enterprises and he's got the swords laid out there, and they're each giving off their their like element kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it it, it glows a white. And then when uh Q is looking at the four collars of the whole of the of the legate, you know, she's she spells out the four collars and blue isn't one of them, but white is. If you read some of the descriptions and I think the alchemist and the magician, it kind of alternates back and forth, but it says it's got like a blue white glow to it. So both I've seen yeah. both colors mentioned with Excalibur. Just like Chloron is a red black, I believe glow to it so it's kind of got both but yeah it's interesting, interesting that, that you, you only know, it, see it, one it there was solid white yeah it was solid white um after the swords separated it, it was a solid white yeah but uh my opinion you know on uh the necromancer i i i really enjoyed it um i really rather liked the whole uh backstory a lot of backstory stuff going on and the whole you know going to see the uh the archon city or you know maybe what was once the uh earth lord city and uh you know this whole creation of the humani thing and um you know we've got a big conflict of of information with that because you know hecate specifically says in um in the uh the alchemist that uh the the humani you know climbed out of the trees and became sophisticated as she puts it <laughs> um, long ass. so you know 
Yeah. <laughs> Long S. Um, but, you know, uh, there's a whole conflict with that. Uh, you know, were the Humani created – was the Humani race created in um, – in the Archon City by Prometheus, or what did they, you know, climb out of the trees from apes, or you know, does any- Hecate know exactly what happened, or do we have multiple versions, or you know, multiple you know, race within a race of uh, of Humani? So, a lot of questions, and I, you know, I, I enjoyed seeing that, and the the whole you know going going back to that was uh, was really cool so as far as my favorite book of the series after going through it again i would probably say not my favorite of the series but definitely my second favorite of the series i'd agree with that yeah but anyway moving on (laughs) (laughs) uh well we can move on to uh places i mean what really was our new places there weren't many were there Nameless well, we can talk city. About, uh, I think we should talk about the the nameless city, you know, a little bit maybe. We could do an entire podcast on that. That's <laughs> yeah, true. We saw a city that didn't have a name. Moving on. <laughs> with the doors and then you know their auras the being depleted. It was sucking, you know, they they were basically the it didn't say it, but they were basically in a shadow. Notice it starts talking about how their auras were being depleted and being sucked away from them and you know that's you know what happens in the shadow realm. The shadow realms feed off of the inhabitants, off of their energy. So you know, I think that the nameless city is in some form of a of a shadow realm somewhere. In a pretty Maybe it's powerful like the first, one. The first shadow the realm. First shadow realm is possible. Yeah, that's possible because of the monsters and stuff. The, the the monsters that we don't see that you know scare scare them. I think so I think Jamie's right. We could pro- was it Jamie who said we could probably yeah. spend an entire podcast talking about yeah. that one. So mm-hmm. yeah, we could absolutely. There's a there's a whole bunch to talk about with this Prometheus, book. We were well, we so got Prometheus. Prometheus's shadow realm was interesting and nutly enough. Uh, Prometheus's shadow realm is, is Hades. Yeah, there was was there like one line and you can, that... yeah, there's only it's only mentioned at one time mm-hmm. and you can. Chris, if you still have Necromancer pulled up, if you can search for Hades and read that part for us. I don't have any uh, of yep, my I got books. It. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, that's because this is the realm of Prometheus, Nicholas answered from the backseat. We're underground in the shadow realm once known as Hades. Yep. Yep. Once yeah, known it's as. Also the shadow... Yeah, it was once known. I mean, so it's well, almost like, did Prometheus just take over someone else's? Uh, probably. Or I mean, they say is that Prometheus times in there that... that Kind of elders, kind of almost like hermit crabs. You know, they kind of migrate to find another, you know, another another place to to live in. Well, um, it, there there are a, actually a, a handful of times where it says the Hades shadow realm. And one of the sentences I thought was interesting is is Ife is talking to Josh, and and she says um, the reason the elders hated Prometheus and banished him why he was sentenced to a long drawn out death in the Hades shadow realm. So it's kind of not right. like. He maybe chose to be there or anything, but she right. at least would lead you to believe that that he was sent there. Or, or and there is there is a, a mention or a vision of um, Prometheus going through the uh, you know the punishment basically that you know he's he's known for with the the birds pecking at him. Yeah, there is mention of that 
in the book, I guess, and or was happening at one time in that Shadow Realm. Uh, possibly, you know, we discussed this a long time ago on the uh, Saint Germain podcast, but possibly, you know, Saint Germain freed him from that. Um, we know we know he still has the scars. You know, he says to Josh that uh, he could heal himself, but you know, they're a reminder of you know what happened to him and 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 things like that. So, who knows? Well, and I think it's interesting that he's very much for being banished to that shadow realm. He's very much tied to it. You know, he talks about how he has to maintain it, and you know how when he starts losing right. his aura, he can't maintain the shadow realm anymore. So, it's right. kind of interesting that he's that and tied into it. But it wasn't. His it's team. kind of interesting the whole setting. The whole yeah. setting is kind of interesting too because it's like a it's like a a summer camp almost. You know, I got the kind of feel of like a summer camp or like a um, a seventy summer camp nonetheless. A retreat, yeah, seventy <laughs> summer camp. Yeah, think of the movie Meatballs or something. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it's it was just interesting the whole uh, the whole layout and you know the cabins and things like that. I thought was I thought was interesting. And you know what? When I kind of pictured when I when I pictured him when they just kind of did the the description of him is the uh, the brawny man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. for some reason, for some reason, the brawny man came to mind. He was just—I pictured him as Chuck Norris, Paul Bunyan, Paul Bunyan type guy. <laughs> you know, I was waiting for you know a big blue ox to come waltz around the corner or something. But <laughs> um, yeah, the, the Prometheus Shadow Realm was was interesting, especially with the remnants of the the first people. For whatever reason, either either he's still creating Humani in his shadow realm, or they were literally left over, undeveloped first people. It's a possibility. You, you know who who I kept envisioning every time I read about Prometheus. Who? <laughs> the heat miser. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> with the red with the red hair sticking straight up. That I kept seeing um, Kevin McKidd, who played, um, what was it? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Um, but he was I in like Percy Jackson. He played, um, oh, Percy's father. I can't, oh. Uh, oh, Poseidon? Poseidon, yeah. But he's got the red hair, and just because he was so large in that movie, I pictured him as Prometheus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had Chuck of... Norris the whole time. Chuck Norris. Yeah. I can see I can see Chuck, Chuck Norris. I think Sean I can see that. Chuck Norris. That's pretty funny. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Let's do this. For, for some of you guys who uh, obviously don't know how to pronounce uh, a lot, lot of these, you know, like Chris said, you know, she just calls them Q and and for uh, quietly <laughs> or Kitzel <laughs> and uh, you know A for Akhenaten. Um, I, I I've got some. Some of the uh, the the harder ones to pronounce, I think, from uh, Necromancer, and I'm going to kind of pronounce those out there for you. Aunt Agnes, <laughs> Josh Newman, <laughs> Sophie Newman. <laughs> the slightly Alan harder one. Edie. John Paranel. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First of all, I thought it'd be kind of fun to uh, maybe have some of you guys pronounce some of them first to see <laughs> who, who, who pronounces them. Well, give us a hint. Who pronounces them the worst? Okay. 
obviously. The name, the Z name, Sean, the Z name for uh, which vendor? Zephania. Zephania. Did, did, did I miss a, a, a syllable? I think it's Zephaniah or something to it's that. Zephaniah. 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 Is wow, I did one that. right. Yeah, you did. Zephaniah. That was good. Score. Um, <laughs> Chris did um, the Q one. Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, which is pretty good. Um, what I found and what actually... That that was good. That was close too, Sean. What I found in, uh, in my research of uh, pronunciations of it, and kind of pretty much what the uh, the audiobook uh, pronounces it is um, Quetzalcoatl. So they pronounce the O and the A separate. Yes, Quetzalcoatl. Hmm. I wonder. Yeah, Quetzalcoatl is what I found. Uh, that's what they said in the audio, and some you know, mo- the most common pronunciation mm-hmm. that I found online. And then like Chupacabra was his other name, right? Uh, n- yeah, <laughs> no, his no. other name was. Uh, it started with a cuckoo. K. Cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. Whenever cuckoo. I saw that, I just read read him as cuckoo. I I didn't not... read it. I just like skipped completely the name. Well, I, yeah, I when I saw that, it, it turned into cuckoo in my head. So yeah. <laughs> Kate's a birdie thing, whatever. <laughs> he's a yeah. He's a, he's already birdie. He's a he's a cuckoo. Um, <laughs> and then we got the mother of the gods, Coatlicue. Um, uh, That's right. Yep, Coatlicue. Kind of like curly. Oh, I say it like coat. Co coat Coatlicue. Then we got uh, the hook-handed man is uh, Merethew. Merethew, yeah. Merethew. That one didn't. Merethew. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> oh. it, it is pretty much exactly pronounced the way it's spelled, but yeah. um, you know, it. You never know. So we did Shibalba. That's the uh, the gateway shadow realm with uh, begins with the X. Shibalba. Shibalba. X. X. That's what I was thinking. I. She instead of a Z, yeah, like you would see in xylophone, the X pronounces Z. It's actually pronounced as a, as a she. She. Um, and then we've got uh, Tammuz, the Green Man. Tammuz. I think Tammuz. I was saying Tammuz. Tammuz, yeah, Tammuz. And then um, the guy that uh, Scatty and uh, Ifa fought over. Uh, yeah, I was Kuhlun. always. Yeah, I, I was always doing the Kuchelain. Yeah, the the second C is silent. It's uh, the Ku Hulin. So, but that was some of the ones that I wrote down as I was uh, going through the audiobook and when I was you know reading through the regular book, just so uh, I could try to pronounce those for you guys and, and figure out. But that's about, that's about the best that the best that I can find, the best that I've got on those. So I fully expect to continue butchering those names over the course of the next yeah. year. Yeah, so. I will work very hard at it. <laughs> but there's that. <laughs> we right. can uh, we can go on to uh, who was right to our results. <clears throat> Who's right? I'm paying uh, okay, to let's, say. Let's just say this: that Jeff won. Who was the most right? Jeff won that one. Who had the most quality ones correct? Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm ashamed to say that the girls had a poor showing when it came to predictions by comparison to the boys. And yeah. Well, shall we just? Uh, just gonna hang my head in shame. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll start with the good, I suppose. We'll we'll end on the bad note <laughs> uh, with our predictions thing. Um, Be the good, the bad, so the ugly. The good things that we were 
basically nine, you know, at least ninety percent right. There might have been a slight variation to it, but mm-hmm. it was essentially correct. Was um, for me, well, this was sort of a dual one with with Jeff, uh, but that Scatty and Joan were never in the past. Right. Uh, I was pretty adamant about that because it just didn't make sense because they you could just wait it out. Right. Um, but they were. In the but show. there was a <laughs> comment. There was a comment. Yeah. In... Speaking of being in the past. There was actually a comment well, about waiting it out and that it wasn't really possible. Um, but they were in the shadow was, room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, they were in a shadow room. All she was really concerned about was, was Jones waiting it out. Yeah. yeah. So. The other thing that was mine was uh, that Jermaine was going to be fairly involved in rescuing Scatty and Joan. They didn't really need to be rescued, but, yeah. you know, he got – he was involved. He didn't know that. Obviously. Well, then again, you know what? I'm not sure you're right because they weren't really rescued. No. They haven't really been rescued yet. My my point was that Jermaine was going to be heavily seeking out a way to get them back. Yeah. And that's sort of where the – Yeah. I don't know. I don't count that as one for you being right. Nope. There was a theory (laughs) how Jermaine was the one who actually sent them back and was involved with them being taken. And I was always added that that Jermaine was involved in – trying to get them back and from Jermaine's point of view he was very heavily involved in trying to rescue them that's true yeah we'll give I, you agree. That. I agree you're right okay. yeah you're right go that's why I said I about that's okay. they can. Uh, you're right I said the first thing D was going to do was get the other swords and the first thing he did was go get the other swords <laughs> yes the uh, the green man being a new character that wasn't too difficult to decide kind of given the fact that he was on the cover yeah but yeah, we kind of knew that one. Yeah, I the Green Man's the answer to the secret immortals. Um, I had lumped Jermaine, Shakespeare, and Palamedes all together um, when it was just Palamedes, um, right? But they are linked because they've all met at some point. It seems, right. although Shakespeare was new. I don't believe Shakespeare had met him before. Um, no, I don't think so. Um, but he knew of him, but I don't know that they had met before, right? Um. The fact that the Necromancer will be an educational book, right? We'll yep. learn a lot. Um, yep. That's and that's pretty much exactly what it was. Yeah. Those um, are my things. Well, once you skip skip down to your bad, so we'll just kind of keep them together. All right. that way. Well, then uh, my kind of there ones. I had a Mars is free kind of cliffhanger ending, which we didn't get in the Necromancer, but we sort of got in the Warlock. But I won't talk about mm-hmm. that. Just. My other one was that Palamedes, Shakespeare, and Jermaine are sort of the new knights of the round table with Arthur. We see them you're, as you're, the you're brothers. Kind of there. I mean, he calls them fellow knights. He calls them fellow knights. Palamedes yeah. so. does call them knights. The Arthur link's not there yet, but I refuse to give up on that one. Sure. There's just too much mystery about the whole Arthur thing. Right. Whether or not, you know, whether or not Arthur's involved now, I think he has something to do with the three of them still, sort of, but. Sure, it's an almost. Uh, that was sort of my, that was sort of my, uh, my flagship theory, and I was pretty happy to see Palamedes use the word knights. Yeah, that was kind of like, oh, awesome. Okay. Um, so you're not so much. I, my, my, yeah, my, my, I mean, not so much ones. <laughs> uh, I said that the the book would be in the Midwest locations because of uh, Billy and the whole how it had that kind of southerny look. Yeah, we didn't so much get out of Northern California. No. <laughs> uh, um, the book will end in Central America, kind of cliffhangery. Um, well, we got the cliffhanger ending, but 
yeah, Central America is not in Northern uh, California. Right. I thought we'd find out about Aunt Agnes right away, um, and we didn't find anything about that. Right. Her at all. Uh, someone must have sent Aoife, otherwise how'd she know to come looking for Scatty? Um, wait a minute. Doesn't she say that the witch... Anyway. Um, she feels Scatty leave, so alright. I'll take a wrong on that one. Uh, <laughs> I said Perry could possibly be a teacher for them. She didn't. Prometheus is tied to a rock somewhere, you know, according to the myth, but you know we didn't see that in this book. Doesn't mean it wasn't there, but not in this book. I thought that perhaps Jermaine, Shakespeare, and Palamedes all had the same elder being the green man. I was 33.3333%. Right? They don't even have the same elder. Don't try to no, argue that I, one. But <laughs> I, I lumped them in with the... We didn't know. At the, point, yeah, at the point, we didn't know Palamedes was. So at least one of the three was. He was one of the three's elders. Yes. Um, and I said that Machiavelli will thwart Dean's master in such a way to put himself on top. And that didn't quite happen. He actually helped yeah. Dean. Yeah. Sort of. He yeah. mourned him. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad overall. Overall, wasn't too bad. Like I, I got some. I was like, I'm just happy my flagship thing about the whole knights thing is <laughs> not yet dead. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> it was given new life. <laughs> All right, Chris. What about your good? All right. Well, I didn't have a whole lot in the good, and I didn't even have any kind of there. So this will be <laughs> this will be quick. But again, my expectations are that I nor- I never guess any of this stuff right. So. You know, getting any of them right was a was a bonus. Um, I said that uh, Scatty and Efa are not on good terms, um, and that was kind of clear. So I agreed that Mars wouldn't get free. I thought that was just too easy. So I said we'd learn a lot about Mars, and he'll become an integral part of the story. I think I totally made that one up, but glad it was, it was right. He was pretty integral. Um, Machiavelli and Billy get off Alcatraz quickly with no issue and it's basically a non-event and again I think I was you know he made a phone call I love that yeah absolutely (laughs) I think I even I don't know if I said it in here on the forums but I actually said he has a cell phone (laughs) that was one of those yes kind of moments (laughs) you know so uh, And then the last one I got right I got right was I said the mother of the gods might be an archon. So Yeah. You know, all right. So there was again, I had no kind of theirs. <laughs> so <laughs> You're not uh, so much as No, my not so much as were were quite a few. Um <laughs> <laughs> I was convinced that Scatty and Joan were, were in the past and well we saw that I just so got that one wrong. And I'm kind of glad because the time travel thing really does make my brain hurt. So just wait like 10 minutes. I was relieved. You know <laughs> what? Oh, my battery's dying. I'm hoping okay. that it dies before you get to that no. discussion. I'll <laughs> no, no, no. I'm before you get to the time travel discussion. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> the point there. Um, I said Ethan would be involved in bringing them back. <laughs> well, you know. And that she's on the other side of things, knows Machiavelli, and is helping him and Billy. Although, you know what? That may not have come out, but I'm still not convinced that that's not going to come out in one of the other two books. So it may not have been right for this book, but I refuse to scratch that one off the list as as being what's actually going on. Say it now. I I thought the swords would be used with the crystal skull. Uh, The crystal skull was really neat, but clearly you didn't need them together. 
I said that Prometheus might not be able to teach fire because Jermaine stole it. I was really hoping that one was right, but whatever. Right. Uh, the Green Man is not an elder. I'm just going to leave it at that because I was so wrong. I don't need to go into the rest of the um, And I said we might see Arthur. Was, and, what? I was going to say it was a really good theory, though, or a really um, smart pick. Uh, prediction for um, you know the green man teaching earth magic because you know that just obviously fits <laughs> you know yeah, but well, you know <laughs> it was wrong master of, but still. Me, master of the obvious was wrong so okay um, <laughs> and then I said we might see Arthur as an immortal human he might teach earth magic and the only thing I'm going to say there to, in defense of myself is that I think I was kind of talked into thinking we will ever see Arthur. Yeah, I, I've, I've, been, I've been sure plugging I him for two years. I blame Sean yeah, for that one. Sure I really have ever said I've, been, that I've been plugging him for 21 podcasts. That's a, so that's I, a thing against Sean, I think. So I blame you, Sean. That's your fault. And I'm moving that out of my list to your list. There we go. Well, no, see, I think I still think we might see Arthur, but not. <laughs> All right. Well, so I did that with super speed because I, you – uh, my 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 battery thing is flashing well, at me with like to, three minutes left. So to kill your battery. <laughs> Jeff and I are going to talk about how Maresi was Josh. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk All about right. Well, that. you can do that. Joy the rest so that you don't lose me like middle of the sentence. Okay. You know, so. All right. Well, Jamie, you go ahead. I'm going to you know say my uh, for you know, coup de gras. We'll there, let the so. winner go. All right, Absolutely. so my good predictions were the twin connection, which I believe Sean might have said he didn't believe in, but but Aoife just knows there's something wrong with Scatty, which was very much true. I remember disagreeing with that, cause I think I said something about Josh and Sophie, but nah, whatever. Somebody argued with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just blaming Sean. For this. That's fine. I think it's blame Sean Knight. Um uh, Perry and Nick probably won't teach the twins magic. Maybe they will help them hone their magical skills. Well, they didn't really do that. They kind of had some they discussions. They had nothing to but, do with it at all. <laughs> but they didn't teach them any magic, so I was right about that. Yeah. Uh, Mars has another way of getting free, which kind of was at the beginning of the Warlock. But um... See, I'm kind of confused by that. Another way compared to what? Because um, well, you know, the no, Warlock his... is going to be released by... No, and his 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 whole plan was to get D to make Sophie release him. Yeah. So technically, this is another way. Yeah. So that was sort of out of context. I apologize. <laughs> um, That's why I was like another way compared to what <laughs> to what he was originally plotting. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that works. <laughs> the creatures on Alcatraz may not necessarily play nice with Mock and Billy, and there was a nice little scene with the Sphinx and Billy. So. I'll just leave it at that. That was um, really entertaining. <laughs> she wanted to eat him. Thought it would taste like chicken. sweet, sweet chicken. Yes, that was. And my last really good prediction was Palomini, Shakespeare, and Germain, Germain uh, possibly under the Green Man, have a completely different purpose than the Elders and Dark Elders. A third party, if you will, more than two sides to the story. So yeah. they Do kind they of really did have, have their own thing. agenda. Yeah. My kind of there. Uh, there are consequences for time travel. Are there? Uh, and no one traveled through time except at the end. Do you mean, by consequences, are you talking about how Marethew had to do a favor for Kronos in order to yes. yeah, build no, those leg gates? No, 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 I'll give you that one. Yes. Is that what you mean? Yes. We, we already that's why that I said kind of there, because it was in reference to 
Scatty and Joan, quote unquote, being mm-hmm. taken back in time. But yeah, uh, there are consequences. So saying... for, yeah, there are consequences for time travel. It's just it wasn't in reference to Scatty and Joan. Right. It was in reference to... Okay. Let's see. Because we obviously, you know, we don't know what the favor was, you know, that he did for Kronos or what Josh gave him his left hand. <laughs> Marath, you may have given his left hand. I'm guessing oh, oh, no sorry. on that one. All right, get ahead of I'm, 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 I'm going to guess no on that. I'm going to say no that he did not. His left hand is not missing. But, but he did say he did say he had to do something for Kronos. He did say he, he, he did he did say oh, but he said a favor. He didn't say you know. No, I don't necessarily see you know cutting your hand off and giving yeah. it to somebody as a favor. So well, Dora had to give up her eyes so she could see the timelines. But yeah, yeah but I'm anyways. Anyways, anyway, and my next one I'm kind of kicking myself for because I said Mars was going to be the necromancer. Well, he's not the necromancer, but he may be another title character. So It's possibly. possibly. But it, well, that depends on how you look at it because if yeah. Josh is in fact the necromancer, but Mars was controlling him. Yeah, and well, that's Mars. where it gets messy and that's why it's kind of there, <laughs> but not quite. So. Yeah, at, at that point, though, Mars was not controlling him at that point. When he did the but summit. Even when he leaves, he had red eyes. Yes. yes it's really hard to say when. It's confusing. That it seems a little. That is a little confusing because if Mars was controlling Josh, why did why did D have to put the you know, enchantment spell on him so he would see mm. a beautiful woman? So I don't. I mean, I think that the. He well, was Josh, no, Josh him. broke free. Yeah, no, 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 Josh broke free because he woke uh, up and grabbed the sword. He woke up yeah. and then he, yeah. you know, and then when he left, he had red eyes again. So it's kind of hard to say. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So my not good predictions were uh, Aoife and the witch will bring Scatty and Joan back. Almost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. That was really close, Jamie. <laughs> no, I said my not good predictions. I know. I'm, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> Catch up. Come on. All right. <laughs> the book did not take place in Mexico. Much that was much. kind of one of the things we all sort of agreed on. Yeah. Yeah. But Central America would be key to this book. It, I think yeah. the cover kind of threw us off on that one. Northern California. Yeah, you think? <laughs> there might uh, be a lot of people from Mexico in Northern California. I, 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 literally, guys, I just, I just want to, I just want to say that if you go. F- Follow what where Josh you know is driving. Um, Prometheus's Shadow Realm is like thirty minutes from Hecate's Shadow Realm. No, I'm oh, just saying. That's crazy. Yes, it is. Go check it out. I'm serious. It's like thirty minutes from Hecate's Shadow Realm. So you know they're talking about the only place they could take the twins earlier in the book. You know, in in Alchemist, you know they're like, oh, the only so place. Maybe they didn't know where Prometheus was, so because wasn't it. Eva that took them to see. Uh, yeah, she didn't know. That's right. They didn't know. Okay. Good job. All right. But seriously, though, seriously, though, literally. Can that take away one of my bad predictions? <laughs> no. 30 minutes. Strong. Okay. So, um, Perry and Nick may not know about Eva. Well, yeah, they kind of knew about her. So, oh, yeah. bad on my part. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> Mars will call D back to hold up his end of the deal in terms of getting him free. Well, sort of the reverse of that. It's kind of the reverse, so maybe <laughs> I maybe I could pass that off as a not quite there, but <laughs> the mother of the gods may affect Mars's freedom. Yep, they had nothing to do with each other, so um Yeah. No. Yeah. Another I, dead eye went on there. That was that was yeah. that was right on the money. The green man might be an Archon. Mm, not so much. He's yeah, not yeah. um, I think there's something wrong with him too. I think he's got some kind of a He's got, he's got like leprosy or, or something. <laughs> His gang is con. He's got like leprosy. No, he really is. 
Okay. Cam, is this game coming? <laughs> Thank you, babe. Um, there is a chance Billy might not make it off Alcatraz. Well, if the Sphinx has her way, he won't be making it off Alcatraz, <laughs> but that didn't happen to the Necromancer, so it's not quite right. And uh, we will see a traitorous character in the Necromancer. Someone is not what they seem, but we did not see that. No, not really yes, any backstabbing but going that on. that one could... Still that we know of. Out. That we know of. It could so, still happen. I think we have to have some sort of traitorous event in the series, but sure. it did not happen in the Necromancer. Did not happen. Maybe I agree. the did not. Maybe well, that'll, maybe you know, that prediction will come back. Kind of. We may we may be seeing a traitorous event happening in, in that the first, first chapter. chapter That's true. With, That's right. with the witch, so it's possible. We don't know what she's up to. We don't know. We'll what talk about to. the Necromancer chapter one soon enough. You mean the war? Uh, the warlock. When I say necromancer, one of those. Books. Yeah, you did. <laughs> we're talking about a chapter from a book that some guy wrote. Fine. Yeah. Now let's listen some to Jeff Rag because yeah. all right, it's a rag last year. Let's see. Well, we'll ever. give him an extra glow just because. Let me warm up here. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. The good. These are my these are my good predictions. And there are a lot of. Um, Paranel and Nick will be following Aoife and Niten quickly, and they pretty much did just that. And surprisingly enough, Paranel knew exactly where Niten lived at. <laughs> well, she was helping him paint the boat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Perry and Nick know about Aoife and who she is, and yeah, they did. And knowing Scotty the way they did, I was I was pretty certain that she had obviously mentioned her before. So. And then they seemed pretty knowledgeable, mostly about about the elders. So I, I, I was sure that that they knew about her. Speaking of knight and painting his boat, the it's whole in. thing, you know, whatever. The whole thing about stealing Billy's car to get there was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. They stole my car. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Do you know how hard it is to find white wall tires? <laughs> <laughs> That's just criminal. And then it, and then his buddy had the Mustang. Yeah, his, yeah, yeah. He did a Mustang. Black Hawk. <laughs> um, all right, my next one is um, Aoife is there out of concern for Scatty. She was obviously. I didn't think that uh, we will see Sophie learn any magics, and it'll be all about Josh catching up. And it was. Mars will not be free inside of the Necromancer, and he uh, was not. D has something up his sleeve for the elders. Obviously, he 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 does. And well, uh, that was kind yeah, of the, it, that was kind of in the summary <laughs> for the book. Yeah, <laughs> long sort of, thing about that. It's kind of one of those things where did he have something up his sleeve, or he figured out yeah. a plan? No, well, no. I think I'm I'm going all the way back to the magician on this one. I'm pretty sure I did when I said that. He's got a back. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. See, I, no I, he's I agree got that a, he he's got a different prediction. plan. I agree yeah. that you made the prediction, but in the Necromancer, did he have a backup plan or did yeah. he create one when he found out he could? Which happened in the Necromancer. He didn't have something up his sleeve. The thing yeah, about it is, like, up his sleeve. <laughs> yeah, he definitely was planning to use her. I think it happened sooner than he wanted it to. But everything kind of fell into place for him when he figured out that he could control the legates with the swords. Because he was going to basically lock her in the shadow realms and close off all the legates to you know the earth shadow realm, you know effectively you know closing off the uh, oh, earth shadow realm again. Yeah. So I, you know a lot of the f- events that um, transpired in the Necromancer helped progress 
it's a long he had something up his sleeve all along. But moving on, um, Billy and Machiavelli won't stay on Alcatraz very long. Uh, you know that was you know obviously didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, he, he turns around, long. he sees Paranel <laughs> drive away, goes son of a, takes out a cell phone. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm up Blackhawk. So um, <laughs> Prometheus obviously uh, is there to teach them fire magic. Uh, I was sure of that. Perfect obviously. character from myth to teach fire magic. Sure. And obviously with teach the twins magic without you know having an aura, I assumed, um, even though uh, Jermaine you know, stole fire magic from Prometheus doesn't mean that you know he can't you know pass the knowledge along. So it's more of a knowledge thing than, than you know, a kind of a – Yeah, I mean Gilgamesh taught still, him water magic without the ability to use it. So Which is still kind of odd to me about how – Jermaine stole the fire magic. I'm still kind of, you know, I think curious. he stole like a sunstone or something. Yeah, but how did he, you know, how did he give it to himself if he's just from the sunstone? I don't know. That's kind of weird. Well, he didn't but exactly know it until he came across the hook-handed man who... No, he knew he had it. He just didn't know how to use yeah, the magic. which he yeah. said would have killed him if he hadn't taught him how to harness it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a good uh, thing Josh learned how to do it in this book. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we will hear a lot about the. Uh... <laughs> okay, okay. We will hear a lot about the Archons and the Necromancer, and we did quite not quite a bit, but you know we yeah, we, we didn't really find out about the specific Archons. We just sort of no. learned a little bit about the race in general. Yeah, their 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 background and you know their you know the Great War and and all that stuff was between them. And this was a, this was one I was I was uh, I liked is the. Uh, uh, when I said the kanji of death does not represent the death of a character, which it did not, it represent it, it represented a character specifically. Yeah. Yes. So, Marathew. Um My kind of theirs was the monsters on Alcatraz are on Billy and Machiavelli's side. Yes. Um, kind of there. We know they are, but you know they're not really. You know, it's not really been. They're not on anybody's side. Yeah, they're on yeah, the Dark Elders' control. Done, but. We get uh, seeing we get to see uh, Odin's Yggdrasil, which I don't know why that's in kind of there. We definitely did get to see it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of there because uh, you said you really wanted to see this bad boy because you thought it was going to be this grand thing, and it ended up being this little like tiny wimpy tree. <laughs> but it is a much different experience. Jeff's... Yeah, yeah, you just said that Jeff. Said to be you know this this big thing because we technically we did see the yourself so I think that's a that's a good that's that's another good anyway uh, another kind of there is uh, Machiavelli will do something to make himself come out smelling like roses uh, yeah you know I, I I didn't obviously mean it exactly the way it happened but <laughs> he made Q look like a schmooze. He schmoozed. But he didn't really come out feather. smelling like roses. He came out staying alive. alive. But yeah, well, in his and Q know, had a new had like a respect for him afterwards. In the predicament yeah. he was in, to come out like he did, yeah, yeah. No. he came out pretty good. Yeah, he did. So, I do have some not so muches. Everything else you said ever. <laughs> now, now this one I'm going to argue with because it says um, I don't see Scotty and Joan coming back to the group. The group went now, back to them. That is not said when I – I did not mean the group of uh, Jermaine, Pally, and Will. I meant the group of Nicholas, Pal, um, Paranel, and the twins. That could be a kind of there. And they did 
Uh, so that's that good. That, that'll move back. I think that should move into the kind of there. Book will take place in Central this is America. This not open for debate. Kind of... <laughs> <laughs> it is because it is. I said so. <laughs> you won, so you don't get to debate win, anymore. So... <laughs> Parnell um, and Nicholas show up uh, before the twins go off with Eva, and they didn't. It was that you know they they'd already she'd already taken off. It already happened. Is that uh, Eva stay behind in the shadow realm and let Scatty go into the human humanity world that. Obviously, um, Josh's debt with Mars uh, will be a major wow factor. I'm going to kind of—I don't know. It wasn't I, in I this know. book. We don't. So you were know wrong. What the debt was? Yeah, we, we still don't know what it was. No, we still don't know what it was. I could have been right. You there? You might be right Him? in the future book. You weren't yeah, right. In but the you weren't right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So okay. Givelli will aid the good guys, and um, yeah, we we definitely see him on with the a boat with Alcatraz, you know, fighting with you know his demons of uh, you know remembering his his wife and his children. He's kind of fighting with whether he's which you know if, if he wants to be on the dark elder side and whether they're you know kind of there or not. So. He didn't actually do anything. He didn't do anything to aid the the good guys. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to say but, if he's like trying to decide if he still wants to be alive or if he still wants think, to be on the side he's on. So it's, yeah, I think I think that he's more of the mindset now of not jumping to you know Nichols and Paranel's side, but you know to jumping to D's side. Yeah, because. They, you know, he he can see himself if D, uh, you know, he helped D a little D wins. bit. If D wins and gets what he wants, you know, to happen, then and you know he needs to be there with with D and and um, you know this new world that he's supposedly wanting to create. So I think he's more thinking of jumping onto their side than the actual good good side. But at this point, you know, D and the Flamels and stuff are fighting to the same ends. To keep the elders from coming into the world, you know the the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know about friend, but my ally. So you know, right now they've both got the same goal to keep the dark elders from uh, from coming into the you know taking over the Earth's shadow realm. But obviously, for different reasons. <laughs> you know, D doesn't want them to do it because he wants to rule Earth, and you know, himself. doesn't want to, you know. Be turned into. He doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't want, want to become die. a maga. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, yeah. But uh, so we had some epic conditions. fails here. We we had yeah. some epic fails where everybody agreed on these things to go. Like ahead. it will yeah. take place in Central America. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, yeah, that one definitely. That was one. <laughs> uh, Aunt Agnes. Yes, we 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 all <laughs> thought we would find out yeah. who she was in this book, and we did get some good clues, but. Yeah, with the she's whole definitely Cap- more than G, just an old woman. Yeah, the capital G guardian thing, and yeah, so she, she seems and her like eyes, the eye collar, the eye collar, the gray eyes, the gray eyes, yeah, which was you know, you know, very suspiciously tossed in to the actual necromancer book and was not available to us. Yes, prior to. Yes, so that was a little sneaky. Um. Yeah, we all kind of said that the swords would stay yeah. together, and yeah, yeah. he didn't for like they were like together for like ten minutes, and then D was yeah. like, "Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. see you too." Oh, hey, hey, they pull apart. <laughs> and then, and then Ta-da. we all we all said that somebody might die in this book. Um, 
Well, yeah. y'all said somebody might. We didn't say somebody. Well, technically, we all we've picked got someone to die. We did. Yeah. Well, we all picked if someone died, who do we think it would be? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and we were all wrong. You're right. You're right. But someone did die. Technically. Sort of. Well, we don't know. Technically. We got pulled of. into the Shadow Realm with Quetlicu. Yeah. I don't you know. know. See, I, w- I, I was actually reminded of something with that whole being locked in the Shadow Realm with like a snake creature. There's an Egyptian myth which involves when, you know, gods were sent away and blah, 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 that I think it – is it Sekhmet is uh-huh. supposed to be fighting, is locked away fighting like this snake of eve, pure evil mm-hmm. in chaos or something like that. <laughs> um, and it just sort of reminded me of how this is like – Coatlicue is essentially this creature of evil and was just going to eat everybody and everything in her path. Elder, Archon, Humani, whatever it might be. And now we have – if she was, she was trapped in the Shadow Realm, you can only assume that Aoife went into that Shadow Realm with her. So now it's almost like yeah, this, yeah. this epic battle between but, the two of them that they're locked away. But the poison, she was you know, she was being bitten by the snakes, and the poison was already affecting her body. And um, I, I think even if she went into the Shadow Realm and it was just that, you know, a shadow, you know, a, a very uh, – uh, reclusive kind of shadow realm, you know, place that she would, you know, die there, if not from, you know, quietly like tearing her apart to, you know, from the poison and venom. So, mm-hmm. well, we saw Scatty come back from a fight. So, who knows? Yeah, it's possible. And none of us. But I think I think the way to get her, the only problem is to get her back would be you know if she's even still alive is uh to you know risk the chance of releasing um Q again mm-hmm. and then you know obviously you've got to have uh one of the elemental swords and have the knowledge and be able to use it i mean another thing to while we're on this sort of topic um well the other thing we were really all wrong about is none of us guessed who the necromancer was because we don't yeah. know who the necromancer yeah. really is we still don't um, know so but one of on us may have whole... been right hey one of us may have been right yeah. On the uh, Aoife fighting Coatlicue line, there was a vision that Sophie had had. Yes. That was now, linked to the uh, witch's uh, memories. Um, oh. Yeah. Now, Mr. Mr. Precise mentioned this in his, uh, in his uh, voicemail call-in. Um, and how Sophie saw – was it Scatty or maybe it was Aoife, however it was worded, fighting on the back right. of this snake-headed beast. No, Which that wasn't that wasn't me. what Mister Precise brought up. He brought up a different quote. But he said he 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 may not have said it in that way. But I, I he he read that quote. No, he read the quote where uh, Q and um, Marathi. And what? Uh, I lost you there. Totally lost. Um, Marathi. Uh, Marath Marathiu. Marathew, the hook-handed yeah. man and Quatlicue? Yes. Huh? Yes. They not. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> let, me, let me find the quote. <laughs> Anyways, Sophie has a vision that would appear to be, because we're so used to her seeing memories, but then we see Aoife fighting Quatlicue, which is the right. creature that is pretty much described. Right. So the question sort of comes in now, did... Sophie have a vision of the future as part of the witch's kind of memories that was given to her, or 
did the witch have a vision of that happening? And Sophie's remember Sophie is seeing the witch's memory of having that vision. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. This is specifically what Aoife is talking about. That she's was had was told by someone was told by the witch that she herself with her sister, and um, basically that was it. So the witch knew it and saw it, and mm-hmm. so did Sophie through the witch's memory. Because I was with I was with you, uh, you know, I was kind of on the other line. You're like, well, the, now Sophie's got this, vi- you know, vision of the future power. I don't think so. I don't think she does. Because I think, think she about saw, the witch I think she saw a a memory of what the witch saw. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what we just said. Yeah, that's what we were just saying. Yeah, I, uh, I don't remember Mer- the, the witch Mer- had the power, but uh, you know, the witch had the power, but you know, she had to give her eyes to see it. You know, I mean, so I don't think that she could just technically give Sophie that power. Sure. You know what I mean? So I don't think yeah. Sophie can see the future. I think she was definitely looking into uh, memory of uh, of the witch when she when she saw that. Uh, granted, it was of the future, but it was memory because. And right. the quote Mister Precise was talking about was um, this one when Josh is calling caught it with Q and quietly Q quietly Q. Images of a snake head uh, headed monster wearing a skirt. With, of writhing serpent meeting uh, a monstrous uh, army across the muddy battlefield. And then it says, and facing her, the figure of a hooded man who wore a hook in place of his left hand alongside a red-haired, pale-skinned female warrior. So at some point, huh. we have this image of the hook-handed man, a red-haired warrior who could be either Aoife or Either Skadi, one of them, yes. And uh, Quet Lacune. Huh. Okay, I, I heard him wrong. Then I thought he was talking about the uh, the image of of uh, Ifa on uh, on Quietly Q's back. So sorry there, about that. There's, there's two uh, really interesting things there. <laughs> so yeah, um, so and I we think know, Josh, huh? We know that at some point, <laughs> Scatty and or Ifa was with um, Marathu and and facing. Uh, Q. And as far as the Could present been... time is concerned, Scatty doesn't know who this hook-handed man is. So it's either not Scatty in the vision, or it hasn't happened yet. Yep. Or, or it happened in the past. past like, oh, like one Dan- back well, let's go back well, to wasn't let's go there, back to where Wasn't born. there a comment that Scatty had known... Scatty knew who the hook-handed man was. No, she knew what Merethew meant. Okay. She when she when they see death, I'm just gonna say death because yeah. it's easier. When they see death, he they don't know who he is. Well, but that well, quote not, that quote I'll, is kind of hard because you don't know if it's a, a Josh seeing the future, if it's a memory from Quetlicue that he's seeing as he's calling her. So it's kind of muddy there. Right. Too. Well, the thing I find interesting, I think what I find interesting about the whole meeting. Mary is Joan and Scatty don't know who he is. Um, uh, Jermaine obviously knows who he is. We're off the bat. Mm-hmm. Palomides doesn't know who he is. William Shakespeare thinks he does. thinks he knows thinks he's familiar. So, you know, there's something there that we haven't we have clues to in the past books that we haven't picked up on. But there's definitely something there with uh, with Will and. Uh, and Marathew. Lots to talk about. So, But that kind of yeah. leads us into how I kind of think Marathew 
death is Josh in a twisted time travel, yeah. give Chris a headache sort of way. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of yeah. there's not a whole lot to contradict it. But you can the, make arguments yeah, to prove there there's some definite coincidences. I would I will give you that. I'm not completely sold we, on we it. We don't know his aura color. So you can't say it's not gold. We don't know what his aura is. Bright blue eyes. His turns gold at one point, though. Bright blue, but he also has black eyes at one point. But they think I think it was yeah his hook turns gold at one point, but I think it was um, like a sun reflection. Yeah. Now the other thing that but really makes me think it is when Josh is reading the codex, he touches the codex and the words stop and he can read it. Right. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. And, so and Flamel, when Flamel meets Flamel this hook-handed man. The hook-handed man helped him read the book. I thought he told yeah. him how to read it, though, because he he definitely needs. To he know knows how to, how read, to it read it because he it changes. it changes every month when he goes but, to make the book. So Josh, but Josh has the ability to read the codex. Yeah, yeah, but so I don't know if like, he has the ability to teach somebody else how to read it. And not right now, but well, yeah. This is if Josh goes back to the fight on the if because this all ties into my other theory of Josh and Sophie being the original twins, right? Because they've gone now. So if they've gone back to Danotalus to help the fight, to to they become the original twins. So now Josh has had ten thousand years, um, and he has the Codex, right? So it's sort of like, you know, it is that doesn't really work as an argument against it either, no. right? Will sort of recognizes him. Um, the only distinctive feature that would they really be able to recognize that it was Josh is a sunstone burn tattoo on his left hand. But guess what? There's a hook there now. Huh. He Prometheus tells Josh that he's one of the most powerful fire users because of his pure gold aura. Right. The hook-handed man teaches Jermaine. Jermaine. How to use fire? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of coincidences. So there's a lot, and then then you've got his shadow realm that is absent of snakes, which we know. And Josh doesn't like snakes. Doesn't like snakes. I mean, that's a little. (laughs) But I think I feel like there's almost too much coincidence there for it to be that obvious at this point. But they're not. What, but it's ones either. You have to actually think about because uh, yeah. other things like the fact that it's prehistoric with the dinosaurs. Josh's parents yeah. are yeah, Josh wants to bring dinosaurs. To dinosaurs. Yeah, he wants to bring dinosaurs back. Was one of the things he asked. Um, one of the very main things he asks uh, uh, D about necromancy is if he could bring a dinosaur back. Well, and I think if it is Josh, I think there's more to it. I don't think it's just Josh. I think there's gonna be more to it than that. But I'm not. I'm still not 100% sold on the idea. I think there's something there that we might be missing at this point. Yeah, it's, 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 at least in full, then where's Sophie? But maybe yeah. Sophie's no longer, maybe past yeah. Sophie isn't around. Maybe Sophie is quite like you. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot yeah. of you, you you've you've got a lot of ammunition for that Sean. you do and there's not a lot to say you can't i don't there's there's not a yeah you I don't you, find you, you, a stop you're hard set to find uh you're right you're hard set to find ammunition against the fact yeah so yeah you could be on something I, I guess we could yeah yeah i guess yeah. I, I agree with you there a little bit yeah Absolutely. i mean it's not and like i said it's not it's just sort of one of those 
you never know. Sometimes the out there ones that you just sort of pull out of your butt work right. out like knights yeah. being <laughs> skating gym being in a shadow room. Yeah. Things of that nature yeah. where it's just like and it's kinda out there and you just kinda throw it out there and there it is. And he keeps his hood up. Like yeah. he never he never sees his face. He's hiding himself right. from these people. Right. And it's sort of kinda and so he knows what needs to happen because you know, he's the hook handed man's been around. But he maybe he knows so much about what's going on because Mer- death, you know, Merethew already lived through it once. Where Josh is just going right. through it now. So I mean there's a, it, it's I can see Chris's headache, but yeah, it's all yeah, exactly. sort of exactly. Well we know that we know that he's done here, here this is not the first time that that the hook handed man has gone back himself or has taken the group back himself because he's not going back to change history. No. He's going back to make sure it happens. Mm-hmm. So that means at one time in the cycle of the time travel back and forth thing, it didn't happen. Because if it did happen, then you know what I'm- this what is where the he, whole paradox I'm not happens. sure about exactly. that because it, it it's like if he was there already, he knew it needed to happen here's, here's because he was thing. there. Here's the thing. I know, so. but he had – I agree with that. But if he's going back, he knows he has to come back. Let's say there's two Marathus on Daniel Tallis when he takes the group back. Now there's two of them there. Yeah. So he's seen himself come back and do that as I mean, possibility. That's the thing. It's almost like but Josh is stuck that's, in this infinite loop of life. Like Josh will never get past – 2007, well, ever, right? If, because he has to keep going back he's... to Dan Talis. Yeah, well, but that's sort yeah. of. Here's the here's the thing though. If if he's if this is like the first time he's taking a group back, then what does he know that having to go back and makes and try to change something? You know what I mean? Because why would he take the time to go back if if he it knew actually happened? If, if he, he knew, knew if he, that what they did going back in time was what caused it to happen, then he would know yes, that I'm, he has to do it again. When he yeah, went. I'm agreeing. I'm, I'm yep. agreeing with you on that. But I mean, the whole Marathu being Josh thing, there is a ton. So that was our uh, discussion here. We talked about a lot. This is probably the longest podcast to date. And some of us were right, some of us were wrong. Okay, we were all wrong about stuff. Um, <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, but hey, I think we did a lot better this year than we did last year with the Sorceress. I would agree. I, I think, think our, was... our ratio is a bit higher. Hopefully you guys had some fun listening to us and uh, made fun of us right along and told us how uh, right you were. And in fact, you know, give us a call, send us an email, let us know how right you were. If you were screaming during our predictions episode telling us how wrong we were and it turned out that we were wrong or if you were screaming how wrong we were but it turned out we were right, you know, just you know, send us a quick email and let us know how you did. We'll talk about them in October after you will. the That's Oracle right. Awards. Next month is the 2010 Oracle Awards. So definitely tune in next month. Tune in every month, but yes. next month will be a good one. And don't forget to uh, check out the links on the website, on the portal site, and uh, vote, 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 and vote for your favorites and see if they win next month. Speaking of voting, uh, head on over to Podcast Alley as always and uh, give us a vote there. It's real easy. All you got to do is uh, for those new listeners or those who haven't voted there before, it's 
piece of cake. You go, you've, there's a link to vote for it off of uh, the Portal podcast page. You go there, and uh, all it does is ask you to put in your email address. You type that in. You hit OK. They send you a confirmation email. You click the link in that email, and you voted. Uh, it takes about a minute and a half. And they don't spam you or anything like that, so you don't got to worry about putting your email address in. I've never gotten one email from them. So it's real simple to vote for us. And that's all for this episode. So uh, next month, until the uh, next Legate opens, this is... Jamie. Jeff. Sean. Chris. And Matu Pichu. Signing off. Warning, this podcast may induce uncontrollable laughter, resulting in stares, glares, and strange looks from members of the general public. Please take the appropriate steps to protect yourself from these embarrassing moments. Yeah, I think Chris is going to say my head hurts at least 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to... Oh, so it's time travel. Okay. okay. It definitely has to do with time travel. I've heard that, um, I've heard that the actual printing covers are... I've heard that dogs are barking. Dogs barking as dogs don't want to hear your theory. Awesome. Hi, Mooch. He just wants to talk about the necromancer. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's about to need to be necromancer. I was going to say, he's about to need a necromancer. Welcome to so the outtake, where, real Mooch. I don't know where that. I don't know where that started in, but I'll just. All right, go ahead, Jeff. Okay. What? <laughs> Emails. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, you did. You can have it. There you go. You can have this much. <laughs> the doctor. Mister Q. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'd already done it, so it was. It was the last thing actually in my head. <laughs> don't know where she's emailed us from or anything like that, but there we go. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Let's try that again. Can, can everyone else really see where everyone else's cursor is in this yes. file? Yes. It's really that annoying. Weird. <laughs> Every so time they weird. move it, it like relocates itself. <laughs> Jamie, knock it off. So it used to like update every few seconds when someone made changes. Now it's, now it's like live. live. That is awesome. Live. Okay. All right. You guys remember All right. wave? Okay, what? <laughs> I only remember wave from uh Oh dear um, God. <laughs> Firefly. That was a nightmare. <laughs> Alright. What happened? <laughs> you... I broke the document. <laughs> Oh dear. Hmm. Okay. All right. No answering machine calls listed twice. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be why I turned this into a PDF and got out of the document. Okay. Oh no. There's a lot of info here. Good luck, Jamie. Good thing you've got like two weeks. Uh, yeah, and I just stopped the recording and it didn't stop. <laughs> okay. Uh, Do we have a podcast? Um, we have at least half of one because uh, it stopped in the middle and I started it right back up immediately. But um, hold on. Let me hang up the call and call you back real quick. Okay.